Good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us on this digital service. You're watching this digitally as opposed to being in an auditorium for two reasons. One reason is because, as I have explained previous Sunday to you, uh, I really had it in my heart that our president uh, made a request that we take responsibility for managing indoor services as the, the new virus, the contagious new virus strain just takes off in our country. He asked us to manage indoor events and take responsibility for what um, is good or not. Now, uh, uh, you know, there's going to be many different people with a lot of different opinions across, across Christian circles and across different platforms because of economic reasons. For many different reasons, they're going to have different views on, on what the president. So um, I'm speaking this to you without yet knowing what any um, decisions would be made by the president about any other additional measures to to curb the, 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 the virus. However, th that's less important to me than he has made a request. I felt in my heart and spoke with Pastor Sharon about it and we prayed about it, that actually these we are going to seed, we are gonna sow these services into, into uh, cooperating with a spiritual government of God and the human government that God placed on the earth. And just because he requested and asked us to take responsibility, we are going to cooperate and partner with God and our local and our government with us. So many people would say, yeah, but, you know, uh, um, this is really not something that, that is uh, required and the gathering together of people is more important and it's Sunday, Christmas, and all those things. Well, I'm aware of all of that, and we, take, we took all of those things into consideration. It just makes our seed that we are sowing into the future of our nation, and it just takes this seed um, that we are sowing into the future of proper government and proper authority because of not an order, but a request for co cooperation. That gives us, as a ministry, gives us a lot of clout with God. And when it comes to doing things that we can access in our prayer life, we can get things done on the earth because of a seed that we have sown into the future of a good cooperation between government and church going forward. I don't need to be on television. I don't need to tell thousands of people what we're doing. I only have to be obedient to what God's placed in my heart to be someone who sows a seed. I remember once hearing a man, a very, uh, a very influential man in the body of Christ. Um, actually, uh, his name at that time was uh, Yonggi Cho. And Yonggi Cho decided to change his name because he wanted an identity change spiritually between the church and the government and the people of South Korea. So he changed his name to, as an act of a, of, of a, of a statement 
that he will cede his identity so that the identity of the nation and the church in the nation could have something that God could work with. Well, I'm doing the same here, and we're doing the same here. We could be gathering together, but we're using this platform in this way. So, uh, without speaking any more about that, uh, I believe that this is going to give us a good platform that we can go forward with in our prayer time and in our Christian walk with God in the early, early parts of next year. Remember, for next year, and I'll talk about this on the, on the New Year's uh, message, on, just after New Year on that Sunday message, I'll talk about a big and bold version 2 in 22. So let's read Matthew chapter 1. Because this is where our salvation began. This is where our joyful Christmas message begins. Matthew 1 verse 20 says, But while he thought about things, this is Joseph. He, gets, he finds out that his wife's pregnant, but they haven't been married and they're not together. And they haven't been together, so he thinks things are not as uh, they should be. So while he thought about these things, Joseph Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord, through, uh, through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin will be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Of course, in a Christmas Sunday service, I want to talk about many different things, but it began with a woman who was obedient to God. She heard a message from God. She made her physical body, she made her entire future available to God the Father to bear a son and to have a son that would eventually go on to become our Savior. What a moment for any woman to have an encounter with God. What a moment for a, a man who's not yet married to a woman, but she's pregnant, knowing actually that she's pregnant not by another man, but pregnant by God. I mean, what a, what a moment this is for, for two people, two individuals having encounters with Jehovah, two individuals having an encounter with the God of Abraham, two individuals having an encounter with the words of the prophets for generations that have spoken and declared this moment to come to pass. What, what, a, what, a, what a time. Uh, I sometimes think about what Mary's thoughts would have been Every day, as her, as her stomach grew bigger and the baby grew bigger in her stomach, I often think about Joseph walking around town in the nighttime, lying on his bed, thinking about how this is possible, how this could happen, and, and how, what is his responsibility as a father going to be to raise this child that is going to be named Jesus and he's God with us. How do I... How, well, how do I raise this son? Quite a, quite a lot of things. 
I speak like this because at this moment in time, it was, that's just the beginning of the story. But the, the beginning of the story, of course, had a lot of humanity in it. It had div divinity in it, supernatural things were happening all the time. Um, and we'll talk about some of those supernatural things. But, but there was a lot of humanity, a lot, a lot of human involvement to get Jesus into the earth, to have Jesus say the things that he said, to be in a, to be in a, in, in a place where he became flesh. A lot of humanity. Obviously, the beginning stages, there's a lot less of the div divine Christ. There's a lot more of the human Christ, the baby Jesus. There's a lot more of the, 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 the parental engagement. There's a lot more humanity involved in the early stages of Jesus' life. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's just interesting for us to consider this because there are times in our lives, and I feel and I sense in my heart that as a church, as the nations go, we are, we are in, in, a, in a significant moment, notwithstanding that we are almost two years into a pandemic, global, crisis, virus scenario. Not to mention that, but, but, we are, but things are not as normal. And I, and I, ref, I have reflected on on normal as it used to be and normal as it is now. And uh, I feel we are at a precipice. We are at a, at a crossing point. And we might find ourselves, as we are engaging in new things, we might, fi might find ourselves in the same place where, that Mary and Joseph were in, pondering the things that God speaks to our spirits, holding them, carrying them. And, and we may have some human moments that are allowed. It's allowed to have thoughts. I mean, Mary and Joseph was pondering these things and then, then he had a visitation in a dream. So it's okay to ponder the neck from a natural point of view. It's okay to ponder what is, what is going on? How do I respond? What is my, what my place in, in this? And, and what is my next set of actions? It's okay to do that. But then it's important to act spiritually and act in, a, in, a, in, a, in a line with the Word of God and the prayers that we've prayed and what God has placed in our lives for, for, his, for his sake and His kingdom and His glory. Matthew chapter 2, verse 1 says, Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judah, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he? who has been born king of the Jews. For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. And I, I wanted to read that part to you because to me, that even though there were all these human moments and Jesus was still a little baby and he was very dependent physically on the care of his mother and father and, and on the environment that he, he had to grow up in, there was already there was already a divine surge of worship for Jesus, a divine surge of this king that was born. There was a divine uh, energy in the universe that was there to welcome Jesus into the earth. And, and I say to you, I, I sense that there is a divine surge that is happening 
for the glory and the worship of God. There's a divine surge happening now that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is about to show himself and manifest himself in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ in ways that we could not and have not yet been able to comprehend. It's like Ephesians says, it's beyond our imagination. It's beyond our wildest dreams. Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the Heavenly Father is about to do something majestic and glorious. And the earth's energy, the earth's spiritual forces, the, 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 the people that God has placed on the earth, they know it. It's, you can feel it. You can sense it. His church and the spiritual people realize this is a turning point. The church is certainly at a turning point. And so I want to say from 1 John chapter 4, verse 7, Beloved, let us love one another for the love, love is of God and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God for God is love. So this is a moment for us in this season to really, really focus on loving God and loving like God loves. I want to encourage you to follow God's agenda in every relationship that you have in this season. Don't follow your agenda that you have predetermined for yourself. I think I'm going to take a lot of time off to myself and I'm going to watch a lot of TV or I'm going to watch books and that's my relaxation. I want to suggest to you, I want to encourage you, rather take a time to be the love of God to some people. Watch the fruit, watch the joy, watch the change that begins to come. When you're more tolerant, when you're more kind, when you're more gentle, when you're expressing the love of God in this season. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this, the love of God was manifest towards us, that God sent His only begotten Son into the world that we might live through Him. Because Jesus was born to die. Because He was born in His humanity, so He could die in His humanity. We have been blessed with the privilege of living life through His Son, Jesus, our Savior, Jesus. And then 1 John chapter 3, verse 1 to 3, uh, the Word says, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called children of God. What an awesome thing that we should be called children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us. If you, if you are someone who loves Jesus, they don't really fully understand you. And it has not yet been revealed what we shall be, but we know that when He is revealed, we shall be like Him. For we shall see Him as He is, and everyone who has this hope in Him purifies himself just as He is pure. What a, wonderful, what a wonderful thing to look forward to, that we are being changed even now. And then at some point in our, in our eternal future, we will look just like Him. We will be just like Him. Everything about Him, we will, we will be like Him. And that is, that, is our, that is our thing that we strive for now, right now, in this season. Don't have to wait until you make a New Year's resolution. You don't have to wait until some big event happens. You don't have to wait until some crisis happens. 
You don't have to wait for another day. You can do it right now and say, Lord, I'm becoming more like you. And the way I'm going to do it is I'm going to love the people around me. I'm going to use the season, which is already a Thanksgiving season. It's already something that uh, we remember that Jesus was born so that we could have this kind of wonderful, glorious life in him. I want to go back to a scripture that is um, 1 John 3 verse 16. By this we know love. By this we know love. Because he laid down his life for us. And we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. And so it's, it's part of what I'm encouraging you and imparting to you. That in this season, I mean, tell me. Who does not like to be served on a vacation or on downtime? Who does not like to have someone bring them while they're sitting on the couch or watching the sunset in this, um, over the ocean or just you know, enjoying the outdoors, perhaps sitting on the patio? Maybe you're just indoors relaxing on the couch. Who doesn't like to have somebody... Say, can I make you a cup of coffee? Can I make you a cup of tea? And then when they come and bring you something, maybe there's a, a biscuit on it or something, chocolate, something that's nice. Who doesn't like to have little favors and little serving, little things done for them and to them like that? Who doesn't like to have someone say, uh, can I go to the shop and buy you something and then come back with your favorite your favorite food item or your, your favorite magazine or your whatever it is, just people thinking about you. Don't you feel special? Don't you feel good when someone's doing something for you and, and just showing you appreciation and just recognizing you? They see you. They, they serve you. They love you. Who doesn't, who doesn't enjoy that? And so maybe sometimes people do that on a fairly regular basis because that's their gift, that's the way they show love every day, then it's your time to honor that love. Respond back and serve them. Maybe it is a, it's an opportunity for you to just go, if they are the ones that normally stand in the kitchen, maybe it's time for you to go and stand in the kitchen with them and talk and just talk and just have conversations. Make them a coffee, make them a cold drink, make make them an iced tea, whatever, and just be there with them. Your, your presence, your conversation, your, your relationship that you have with them, their fellowship that you have while they're doing what they do in the kitchen it could be just something that really sparks a sense of, wow, my day's turned out wonderful. And so I'm, I'm particularly focused on, on this, this aspect of, of relationship and, and, and um, the humanity component of us that, like Joseph and Mary, pondered the things of God in their heart. They wondered how they're going to, how they're going to, how they're going to behave as humans and, and how they're going to approach this new spiritual divine future that God has put them into. And, and, and in both cases, it required divine dreams and interventions. And so I say to you, while you're, while you're relaxing, ask the Lord, 
speak to him. Say, Lord, I ask you that as I ponder what will happen in the future, as I wonder what will happen in this year ahead, in the year that, you've, that is significant because there's been so, many, so much chaos and crisis, so much stuff going on in the world. I wonder what it is I can do that, that can make a difference. Well, I can tell you right away, certainly what the Lord's really put on my heart to do is that we have to focus on relationships and be big and bold in our relationship development and, and, and growth in 2022. And so for me, we're going to go big and bold in version two in 22. And we're going to go big and bold with relationships. We're going to push the envelope with relationships and see what God can do in covenant and see what God can do as we serve and as we love and as we speak words of gentleness and kindness and we become the hands of Christ, the mouth of Christ, the feet of Christ. And we begin to do things, first of all, the people around us in our home and then the people that we're with in a smaller community of work or, and or church and then see how that goes from there. I believe we're going to see that as we do that, God will take the energy that we have in our obedience and people will come to the shining of his glory. The God, the God of heaven will speak to them and they will come and worship the King of Kings. They will come and glorify his name. They will come bearing their gifts of themselves and they will come to bring and to know and to understand this great God that is a God of great love and great strength and courage and hope and, and a source of, of our life force. And when they see it in us and around us, they're going to want more of it. And I, I believe it's going to be one of the great things that God can do in the church in 22, is that the church must rise in relationship, rise in a love, rise in, in, a, in, a, in a purpose that is a divine thing. Yes, we have to ponder these things in our humanity, what it means to us, how do we execute it, what do I do next, how do I present this to the public, as Joseph had to do. How do I live with this divine thing that is being birthed among us? Yes, we will have those moments. But in our obedience, God will send people into our lives. God will send people that will come to worship God. From afar, people will come. From afar, people will hear. From afar, people will want to know about this God as we are obedient to him. It's from the little, the little, Things that get birthed, like Jesus was little when he was birthed. He became the savior of the world. And to that I give glory and honor. And to that I say, may this season where you are resting in your body, if you are not and you are working, I pray that God's peace and the rest that you require, that his mighty strength will energize you in the inner man that you will, you will know that through even this message, through relationships, through things around you, you will experience God. You will know him. You will experience his being with you wherever you may be working or activities you might be doing. He's with you. He's, he's restoring you. He's energizing you. And he's causing you to rise up and, have, uh, and, and come back into 2022 with a, with a new resolve, a new energy, a new capacity for the things that God has for us. Well, this is
the Sunday after Christmas. And I think it's quite the way the Holy Spirit wanted it to come out. Um, I've done my best to heal my vessel and let him speak through this vessel. And I encourage you, the greatest value that you can invest in is not toys. It's not holiday moments. It's not because of the environment that you're in. It's, it's in the presence of God with him and then letting that God that's in you flow to others that are around you. So from me, from Pastor Sharon, from the ministry, thank you for joining us and may your, your season be blessed. And I look forward to ministering to you on uh, the first early, early first Sunday of 2022. Peace be with you. May he, the Holy Spirit, rest upon you. May his joy rise up inside of you. And may this message give you hope and, and joy and inspiration to want to just connect with God in a much stronger way and enjoy this life and this time together. So thank you again. God bless you in Jesus' name.